hello there. Yes, hello, 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 and you to you too. Yes. We're almost there. It's our it's our second to last day. Aha. We can we can feel the uh, the Christmasness. We have two more days, and then um, and then we are uh, and then we we go on holiday. Well, it's not so much holiday, but you know, I, Natasha goes and sees her family, spends time with her family. Maria spends time with uh, his family. Uh, Thomas, I have, I have no idea what Thomas is gonna be uh, gonna be doing during the Christmas holidays, but uh, everyone's gonna be. Uh, Spending time with their families. You know what I've realized? Is that... I... Everything. And I mean everything. Is really expensive here. You would think... You would think a city or a country that encourages people to ride a bicycle. You would, you would think that bicycle locks are, are cheap. But no, actually no. It's 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 the exact opposite. It's it's really expensive for a bicycle lock. And you would think because so many people ride bicycles, public transport would be cheap. You know, in fact, you'd think train operators and the public transport system would say, you know what, we we because so many people use bicycles here, we actually encourage you. Please use us. But no, that's also very expensive. I've just realized in the past seven months I've been here, almost eight months, I've been living a world of luxury. Wow. Everything is expensive. Everything. I've only just started realizing this now. You know, I'm, I'm getting to a point where I... I'm actually just thinking of of just crowbarring my 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 chain because I really don't think it's worth paying 15 euros for a a replacement key. I really don't I really don't think that's that's necessary. I mean everything else that's included in the package that you get with Swapfits is free. Service of your bike is absolutely free. But a replacement key, they charge you for that, which I, I understand. But 15 euros for a replacement key. So today I've just been looking all over the internet at the cheapest bike chain. And the cheapest bike chain is very expensive. I mean, I'm talking like a week's groceries. That's how much a bike chain is. A bike lock, not a bike chain. A bike lock, and you'd think a place where this where people cycle everywhere, this would be like a necessity. But no, it's almost it's just like when you get sick here. It's almost like they don't want you to get sick 
medication is incredibly expensive. It's almost like these things are not supposed to happen to you. You're not supposed to get sick. You're not supposed to uh, lose your bicycle key. You're not supposed to do anything of that because this is what happens. I, I, I don't know what to say about this. I don't know what to say. What do you say about this, Natasha? Well, I'm surprised you only noticed this now. Yes, because I've been living in a world of luxury. Clearly. No, the Netherlands is, is one of the most expensive places in Western Europe. Uh, you know, As you know, the tax is extremely high. Labor costs are extremely high. But at the same time, quality of life is also extremely high. So it's the payoff for all of that. So you have the option of living in less expensive places, but the quality of life, quality of education... Uh, quality of everything is not as high. So it's a it's a fair trade-off, I suppose. Mm. You see, I, I said this last night on last night's podcast. I don't like having to spend money if I don't need to. I'm just one of those people. I hate spending money if I don't need to, which is why I don't go clothes shopping often or I don't buy myself new sneakers I mean, I could, but I, I, I don't need. I don't need to. Obviously, you know, I need to use public transport. Otherwise, I can't get to and from places. But I just, I'm amazed at just how expensive everything is. Honestly, and I'm not exaggerating. I thought London was expensive with public transport, but it's not. It's actually cheaper. So I. I don't know, I'm thinking of just getting myself a crowbar and just cutting this chain off, this, this, this bicycle lock chain. And I don't know, maybe I'll find some, some chain, some sort of bicycle lock chain and I don't know, just use that. Why is everything so expensive here? Fuck's sakes. Honestly, I, honestly, I've been living in a life of absolute pure luxury, and I've only just realized this now. Hmm. Anyway, uh, was everyone's day good? Was your day good, Natasha? Yeah, I did. it was my part-time day, so I got to spend it with my two boys. How nice. And, uh, tomorrow's my last day at work before the holiday, so mm. all in all. Yeah, we, all we, we break up tomorrow here at Amsterdam Lab. It's our final show tomorrow. And uh, I think the alcohol is going to be flowing. We are going to be drunk on the show. And it's, it's okay. It's, you know, it's our last show of the year. I think we deserve a bit of, a bit of uh, 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 bubbly in our system for all the work that we've done. I think it's been well-deserved. I, uh, I must say, I did actually, um, I did actually t I, I did buy one of these... Um, blue cards that you told me to buy but I still don't see any beneficial value to it because it's it said okay well you know how much do you want to put on so I, I don't know so I typed in the station that I would most likely use often and it actually isn't that cheap it isn't there isn't there isn't a much there isn't much of a difference there's, there's it saves you one euro 
per card. So it does make a difference. Every time you buy, you buy a paper card, it has a, sur a surcharge of one euro on top of the value of the card as well. With your OVTRIP card, you don't have that. So let's say you, you spent uh, three times 18 euros um, for buying a 24-hour card for the trains and the things. Uh, it would have been 15 euros with your OVTRIP card. So it does save you money. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, let's just, I, I just hope it's just for this week. I hope I can just sort something out because really I... I Wait, just pay the 15 bucks. I mean, you were spending more on public transport right now than what the lock replacement would cost you. Seriously. No, no. I know. I know. That's why I'm, th that's why I'm saying I'm just thinking of searching the internet for a, a cheap bike lock. There has to be one. There has to be a 15 shop. 15 euros is not expensive. It's mm. not. And if you put a cheapie on and your bike gets stolen, does your will your insurance still cover you? All those little fine print things you need to check on your contract. Hmm. I don't know. I just, it's just so many things are happening at the moment. Um... All right, so we got some we got some news coming on uh, later. I see cases are are rising again. If you thought the cases were rising yesterday, they they're continuing to rise. And uh, there's there's a lot of there's some very interesting things. A lot of people are are shocked. And I put I put this this post on. Did you see it earlier today? Uh, on Facebook, I put this post on. And I said, why are people so surprised that their flights are cancelled to South Africa? Honestly, it's like no. people are going to the airport. <gasps> my flight is my flight is cancelled. Yeah, <gasps> people don't. They live in a bubble. They don't check the news. And I, I, you know what? If your parents are sick or if someone has died, I understand. But yes. going for a holiday in the middle of a pandemic, I mean, that is just stupidity. And I do not feel sorry for the folks no. stuck everywhere in the world right now, especially the ones who went to South Africa. You should have known better. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, if it's for an actual emergency, no problem. But, you know, most of the people I've seen that have, that have been posting, are flights still going, you know, are flights still taking, taking off to South Africa? That's clearly not a, a, an emergency. That's just a general, oh, I would like to go get some sun. For my holiday, for my December sun holiday, but so many people are just—I cannot believe this—and they're all in shock. Like, oh my god, my flight is cancelled. Oh my god, it's really annoying. So I put this post up on Facebook, and you know, as expected, as expected, it it got deleted. I wasn't expecting it to be on on for more than an hour. I'm surprised that it lasted uh, just over an hour, but nonetheless. And, you know, of course, you know, you get those people that want to go on their holiday. Uh, well, some of us, you know, actually have family that we would like to go and visit. Hmm. Well, well, I haven't seen my family since my baby was born, so people can suck it. No, exactly. Haven't you heard of Zoom or Skype? And speaking speaking of all these all these all these people, I see um, 
there's we'll get in, we'll get we'll get into it more on the news, but I see uh, Hao Teng is is uh, got the most cases of uh, Corona, and um, a lot of these new cases that are coming out are in well uh, upmarket areas. So you know, Santin and um, you know, you Bedford View where where women wrestle each other in shop in shopping malls and places like that. So now, what are all these people in Santon going to be doing now? Because now, obviously, they won't be able to go there now. So how how else are they going to spend their day by drinking coffee with their friends? And where else are you going to go see other women wrestling each other in a shopping mall? Because that only happens in Bedford View. So lots of... Uh, Lots of things happening in the in the in the world at the moment. We'll get more into this um, on the news, but it's just I'm just so surprised at how people are just reacting to this news. Like, as you say, Natasha, it's like they've they've literally just come out of their cave. Oh, there's a there's another there's another lockdown. There's a new strain of Corona. Oh my God. All right, uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's play a song. Get things uh, all sorted here on the on the show. Uh, we got some news, and we got some other interesting things uh, that we are going to be we're going to be talking about. So let's play some music. Get things all sorted, and uh, we're going to indulge ourselves with some news and some other very very. Intriguing things. See you traveling around town with the girl I love and I like. And fuck you. Ooh, ooh. I just the change in my pocket wasn't enough. I'm like, fuck you and I fuck her too. Said if I was rich, I'd still be rich. <laughs> now ain't that some shit? That's some shit. And although that's pretty much it, I still wish you the best with the.
low green and uh, fuck you. Hmm. And there's a there's there's a lot of people who I'm saying that to. It's been a. Uh, it's just been you know one of those one of those. One of those years, you know, sprint. I'm, sp I'm spreading all my Christmas love, giving you a bit of a Christmas card. That's my Christmas card to all of you, people who pissed me off this year. Seal Green. I used to hate playing this song on the radio, because obviously in the UK they have the, the very, awkward, horrendous, radio edit which is forget you. It had zero meaning. Zero meaning at all. So why bother even playing it? But, um, you know, I, 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 I was on Facebook earlier today, amongst other things. Obviously, I was busy posting a question, a question, a rhetorical question. And I'm browsing my, I'm browsing my, my timeline and you know, it's this time of year where all those memes come out. You know, all those people who who kind of look for compliments. You know, uh, you know, uh, twenty twenty. You know, showed who my true friends were. It's like they're almost fishing for compliments. I don't, I, I don't have time for that, honestly don't have any time like that for any of those people search for fish for compliments i think the reason why they weren't paying attention to you was because they had bigger things to worry about mainly themselves keeping themselves safe from this virus and possibly possibly maybe keeping others safe like their family and people who are actually most important to them? I don't think your imaginary friendship is of any consequence to them. So you know what? Enjoy enjoy 2020 with those uh, imaginary friends that you made because those are probably the only friends you are going to have for a while because people are actually focusing and concentrating on things that really matter and things that are really important to them. I really hate those people. Always want to search for for compliments. I saw someone today actually. I saw my my previous house colleague's friend and you know she she used to come around you know once or twice every month for a few drinks and I, you know at my previous place and and I saw her at the train station. And I didn't I didn't do anything because I'm not one of those people that, you know, starts waving hysterically like a complete lunatic. But I, I saw I saw her and she saw me. And it was almost as if it was almost as if like Oh, you know, fuck you. And I, I, I feel like, you know, that I, I get that a lot from a lot of Dutch people. It's almost like when you've when you've shown when you've shown them that you're moving on, 
that you're moving on from, you know, whatever it is that you were doing or living or, or whatever. And I just find that a lot from Dutch people. It's like, oh, well, fuck you. I don't like it when people do that. Honestly, I, I just felt like, I just felt like, you know, who the, who the hell are you to do that to me? I was never once horrible to you. I was always very welcoming, very friendly to you. And then you go and roll your eyes at me and like, who the fuck are you? Anyway, uh, let's get into some, um, some news. I think that's most that's the most important thing about people. You don't need to worry about people that uh, that who pretend to like you, and then obviously when you move on, then they, then you know then they show their their true their true personality. So you should you shouldn't be uh, mixing with with people like that. Anyway, uh, let's get into some news and very interest. This is very interesting. Uh, the BBC has nominated J.K. Rowling's controversial essay on trans rights for awards. And that says a lot, because usually the BBC is very neutral and stuff like this. But, well, a lot of things are happening at the BBC. I mean, they've still got, they've still got skeletons from the 80s. They've still got some newsreaders who used to touch little girls from the 80s, still working there and reading the news. So I'm not surprised. They've, uh, you know, they've given J.K. Rowling an award for this. Uh, but the BBC has defended its nomination of the of the Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, who offended many with her comments on transgender people. Uh, the British public broadcaster said, uh, "Offense is here. Offense is the price. It's the price, should I say, of the of free speech." Uh, the BBC's annual Russell Prize, named after British writer Bertrand Russell, has attracted public attention this year due to its uh, nomination with J.K. Rowling. Uh, the writer behind Harry Potter was in the running for her essay and uh, a sex uh, and gender that triggered a public uh, hoo-ha uh, when it was uh, first released in June. Uh, the essay made controversial statements about trans rights and the classification of trans women as trans as women, should I say. Now, in the essay, Rowling, uh, J.K. Rowling opened up about her experiences of domestic abuse and sexual assault. Uh, she said that uh, the rise of trans activ activism, activism uh, would, e would erase the concept of sex that defines the lives of many women. Hmm. Very interesting. And look, I, I don't really have a a, a a a fight in this. In fact, I'm staying far away from this kind of stuff. But uh I think, you know, it's just I find JK Rowling she's one of those people that always interests me. Like, you know, obviously she's got a very successful uh, uh book which is Harry Potter, and I'm sure Natasha's read the, the book. But yet she's, she's not afraid to, to, sh to, to shy away from this kind of stuff. It's very interesting, but 
you know, you know, like I said, it's 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 been a strange year. Now, uh, as I was saying earlier about um, these new uh, cases um, in uh, in the Johannesburg region. Now, an updated digital dashboard has shown the beginning of a COVID-19 second wave in Johannesburg, and it's exactly where it is developing. So this app shows you, right? Now, current and developing hotspots are tracked on a ward level using technology which has been developed by Wits University. Now, the real-time data is intended to give help health services uh, to figure out where uh, target testings and where to find all of these people. Uh, as I said, several uh, Johannesburg suburbs, including Sant- Santon, uh, Linden, uh, Bedford View, where you can go watch uh, two women wrestle in the middle of a shopping center, have all been uh, listed as areas of concern. Now, much of the coronavirus focus is on coastal regions right now, but Gauteng has the highest uh, has the highest COVID level caseload in South Africa. And even before holiday holidaymakers return from the coast, at least 20 wards have been identified as developing hotspots with clusters in Johannesburg, Randburg, Krugersdorp, and Pretoria. Hmm. Very interesting. I would love to know where all of these uh, Santon women are going to have their coffee now. Because obviously... As, as it's going to be a hot spot, you, yeah, where are you going to go? Where, where, where are you going to go and bitch about your life, huh? Now, uh, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, cases are, are still rising in the Netherlands, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I Honestly, I... I just, I don't know. I don't even know if it's worth being in a lockdown. Do you think it's worth being in a lockdown, Natasha? Because I don't, I don't just, I don't understand this. Look, we have to do what we have to do until the vaccination becomes available. So is it worth it? I don't know anymore, but I still feel responsible for staying at home as much as possible and not lulling about like life is normal because life is not normal. People are dying unnecessarily. We see younger people dying. Um, the, I mean, the hospitals in, in the Netherlands are so full, they're sending patients to Germany again. So I don't know. But for now, I'm just sticking to the rules because at least it feels like doing something as opposed to doing nothing. But, but do you feel like the, the, what you're doing is making an impact? Because, you know, the cases are rising Look, as long as any, anybody can dis, um, uh, spread the disease, I feel like I'm making a difference. I can only take responsibility for my own life and the, and the lives of my, my, my husband and my two boys mm-hmm. and for us to take responsibility as a, as a family unit. So, you know, whether it's making a difference to just our neighbors or people in our vicinity, if everybody just took responsibility for their little bubble, their little square meters on this planet, um, you know, that cause, I do believe that causes a ripple effect. So I choose to believe we're making a difference by being responsible because it takes one idiot to spread it to one vulnerable person. And I don't want anybody's illness or death on my hands. I don't want to infect anybody in my circle. So uh, do I think I'm making a difference? I At least I hope so. 
it's 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 kind of like you know when you think i mean i'm like this i don't know if you're like this but i feel like you know by turning off all the lights that i don't need on i feel like i'm saving the planet i don't think i'm i'm making any difference because obviously i share the planet with 8 billion what what are we in now 2 billion 2 billion people 3 billion whatever the number is I'm sharing this planet with other people who aren't as considerate as I am. But at least when I go to bed at night, I at least know, at least I'm making a difference. I feel like, you know, my my contribution towards stopping global warming is going, you know, making a a small, but it's still making a, a, a impact. So when I go to bed at night, I do turn off all the lights. And even before I go to bed, you know, if I'm not, if lights don't need to be on in my house, I'm not going to turn them on. So I, 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 I get what you're saying. You know, if, you know, if it means protecting your family, then it's worth it's worth you know, doing whatever it's do doing whatever's needed needed in this in this lockdown. But as I said, you know, we share this, we share the Netherlands with other people who are less considerate, and I share this world with less other considerate people. So it's a catch-22 situation, this kind of thing. It is, but I mean, what, the what, more what really... the right thing... Oh, sorry, Marius, go ahead. <laughs> sorry, Natasha. No, what, what really is just boggling my mind is that there are still people that believe that the virus is a hoax. Um, it is just boggles my mind that people that do they think people are fake dying or what? I don't understand it. Um, maybe it's people that be- that belongs to the flat Earth society. <laughs> well, that's well, that's that's what happened. When was when when was it? Um, it was I can't remember when. It, oh yes, it was when we went back into a, a second lockdown and everything, you know, went completely closed. A lot of those those conspiracy theorist people who do think the world is flat came out and started opening their mouths. But it's the same as this this new strain of of coronavirus that's popping out, and if, if more people are getting apparently. I was reading today in the Netherlands, more people are getting if, if affected by this and infected. So. Well, it's clearly not fake. And what's even worse is certain certain people, and I'm not talking, you know, people like you and me. I'm talking high high-ranking officials are are blowing this away and saying it's not as bad as Corona. It's not as harmless. It's not as deadly. Well, I I, I beg to differ. Because that's what you said about Corona in March. Uh, it's not really a. It's, don't worry. It's. Just make sure you wash your hands. Stay, keep your distance. Duh, don't worry about it. So I, I, I am actually starting to to have very little faith and and confidence in these people because these are the people that are we are supposed to trust and and rely on for for this information. So if they tell us, oh, don't worry, this strain of corona it's it's not as bad as the as the, what we have now you might get it but you're not gonna you're not gonna have the the same effects 
No, but did they say that though? You're saying that, and I haven't read or heard that anywhere. Yeah, All well, that you know the UK. The concern is of whether the vaccination is going to cover the strain. The UK's but been I saying not that. I've seen the governments downplaying this new new strain. I haven't seen that anywhere. The UK's been saying this, and that's what's scary. I haven't seen the Dutch government say that though. They've they've been saying that. You know, it's a mutation of the current strain. Um, it seems to spread more, but that it's not necessarily more deadly. But they they haven't downplayed it. I have to give that to the Dutch government. No, absolutely, they and that's downplayed it for a second. And that's good. They shouldn't, because again, I'm I'm not I'm I'm using the UK as an as a, a, a example, but the same thing happened in March. You know, the rest of Europe, I think it was a week before the UK decided, oh, this is actually real. We need to do something. But of course, it was too late because why? The government was telling everyone this virus is not harmful. It's just a it's just a, a very serious flu. And I kid you not, that's what Boris Johnson was saying to everyone. And he was saying, he was even laughing in press conferences saying, uh, but just, just wash your hands. Well, Clearly that didn't work because you've got the highest death toll in all of Europe and you've got the highest case rate in Europe. And now you're telling people this new strain of corona is not so deadly. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I beg to differ. But I was reading today that uh, um, Pfizer has, a scientist at, at Pfizer have said that uh, they're 90% confident that this uh, vaccine will will work against this new strain of corona. So there is, you know, some light of this news, but but it's just really uh, really frustrating. Anyway, um, total the total number of of new infections is up twenty percent uh, in the seven days uh, to December twenty second. Uh, once late reporting, it was also due to late reporting because of IT problems, which has been a very big factor in all of these uh, reports. Uh, there's also been an 8.4% increase in the number of tests in the past week, taking the total to 500,000 uh, in, in the last week leading up to the 20th of December. But the rise in positive tests is not only explained by the increase in testing and the positive test rates, uh, from 12.1% uh, to 13.6%, uh, says the RIVM, the RIVM. Hmm. Not good, not good at all. Now, this is, um, this is a, this is a very interesting, and Natasha mentioned this, uh, uh briefly, but, um, Hospitals, hospitals have been told in the Netherlands that non-urgent hospital care, you shouldn't go there. So if it's not really that serious, you shouldn't be going to uh, uh, to to the hospital. So basically, all those people who are supposed to take care of you, if you I don't know, if you need to have a, a an operation that's not, not life threatening, they've been put onto onto standby. So you know this. If this isn't an indication to tell you that this is real, then I don't know. Then, then I don't know. Then you just live in your own parallel world. Uh, so non 
non-urgent healthcare uh, uh, staff uh, and have been told uh, by uh, hospitals and clinics in the coming weeks to suspend uh, their their staff to work in acute care services as a number of corona as the, as the number of coronavirus patients increases. Uh, scheduled treatment which must take place within six weeks, such as cancer-related uh, operations and organ transplants, will go ahead as planned, but minor operations, which can be delayed, are being cancelled. Uh, and that's according to uh, Medical Care Minister Tamara Van Ark. Now, pressure is mounting on hospital services because of the coronavirus, and hospitals are also coping with the high rates of absenteeism absenteeism I think that's what the word absenteeism yeah absenteeism uh, Van Ark said (laughs) absenteeism absenteeism is this another fancy Dutch word no it's English right it's English look speaking speaking of, of languages you know something I don't understand? I I had to phone a company today. And you know some of these some of these companies have a service that you can select. So for for Netherlands kiss ein. For Engels kiss twee. So you so you press two, you kiss two. And then they still answer the phone in Dutch. So what was the point of that whole exercise? And it's not just this company. I've noticed this with other companies. They they have this service. And you think, oh, okay, so I'm going to press, I'm going to kiss Tue for Engels. And then they still say, Goedemiddag, jy spreekt met Natasha. Hi, Natasha. Spreekt. Spreak to Engels? Uh, sure. Why, why did I press English if you still answer the phone in Dutch? <laughs> they just don't like you, Ray. <laughs> I, honestly, what is the point of that exercise? Just, you know, I would rather just them, I'd rather just phone a number and say, Spreak to Engels. Spreak to Engels. And if they say sure, which is 90% of the time, then it's a winner. But you get me excited when I think, ooh, someone English is going to answer the phone, and they don't. I don't get this. Like this Brexit thing, right? The Brexit helpline. There's a Brexit helpline. So anyway, I, before, I, before I got everything sorted out, I, I kept phoning these people because they, ha- they were having a, a, a technical lag on their, on their website. And same thing. Welcome by the Brexit helpline. For uh, Engels, kiss ein. For Netherlands, kiss twee. So you press one. And again, Goedemiddag, jij spreekt met Marius. How may I help? Okay, hi, hi Marius. Uh, Spreak to Engels. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Fuck. Oh, the Brexit helpline. You would th- you would think Brexit, England, 
the UK, they would speak English because it's a helpline for this kind of service, but nothing surprises me anymore. I just Every time I've used the phone in the Netherlands, nothing surprises me. It's almost like I, I, I don't get surprised anymore. It's just like, okay, let's play a bit of a game and then waste my time and then ask the question that was asked to me by the computer. I must ask the real person now if they can provide me an English service. <sighs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I simply just don't know anymore. Anyway, now, um, if you if you are from the Netherlands and you're from South Africa, listen to this. Okay. The Dutch have banned flights from South Africa to keep out the new coronavirus strain. Now, I, I, I can't say that any better. I can't put more emphasis on that. You can't go to South Africa and vice versa. Now, the Netherlands has imposed this ban on passenger flights from South Africa following the discovery of this new variant of coronavirus in the country. Uh, the ban, which led, the, which led to the cancellation of two flights, carrying only, listen to this, only 120 passengers uh, today, actually, this morning. Uh, and now this ban will run until at least January the 1st. Uh, said uh, ministry, uh, said, uh, yeah, said, said the ministry, uh, freight traffic and medical personnel will not be affected by the ban. Uh, now, Dat Dutch nationals who cannot return from South Africa are advised to look for a safe place to stay. <laughs> well, that's encouragement. Can you imagine being in a war zone and you can't get back and your country can't help you? Just, just look for a safe place to stay. Okay. You know, there's people shooting each other. There's people like stabbing each other. There's bombs going off. But I'll find myself a safe place to stay. Uh, last weekend, uh, the Netherlands imposed a ban on travel from Britain because of this new variant uh, that's been uh, making its way through the UK. Uh, Health Minister Hugo de Jong told talk show Op. Ain uh, yesterday that uh, the Dutch that Dutch nationals stranded in South Africa and the UK will not be re repatriated. We can't start doing that, he said. Traveling is a risk, and that is something people should understand. Actually, you know what? Hugo de Jong should he deserves he deserves this from from he deserves this from me. <laughs> Finally, someone has made sense. Give you another round of applause. Wow. Oh my God. Someone from ministry have, has actually said people should understand that you cannot travel during a pandemic. Wow. So now if people don't listen to the health minister, then I don't know. Then, then I, they, they don't deserve to be alive. And I mean in regards to they don't deserve to be in a, in a human body. Wow. I mean, you can't get more, more direct than that. When the health minister is saying that traveling is a risk and that is something people should understand. So 
if you go to South Africa and you can't come back, well, that's just too bad, huh? You were the idiot because all you did was think about yourself. I understand, yes. As Natasha said earlier, it, maybe it's for an emergency. I have no problem with that. But when you're one of those people who want to go see family because you haven't seen them for over a year and it's just so unfair, then, I don't know, then you, you don't deserve to come back and your visa should actually be cancelled because we don't need people like this. So I, 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 I honestly, I hope this news, I hope this news, people take this news seriously because I'm, I'm so tired of, of just idiots, complete, utter idiots. And that's what you are. Uh, and finally, um, uh, Christmas cards have been booming, and that's according to uh, Post NL, as uh, they've been processing, listen to this, 14 million cards a day. Now, uh, Post, Post NL is saying that they're struggling to cope with this volume of Christmas cards and letters that are waiting for delivery. And has warned that uh, some posts may not be delivered on time. Apparently, some 14 million cards and letters are being posted every day, more than double the average volume. Uh, PostNL said today, some 30,000 people work at PostNL in the collecting, sorting, and delivering post uh, section. And they say that they are doing all they can to make sure millions of cards and letters are delivered every day. But we are so sorry that some might be delayed. Wow, that's a lot of postcards. 30 million, 14, 13 million, 14 million cards. Holy shit. But it's nice to know that uh, they are letting people know that, you know, look, we're sorry, we're doing as much as we can, but if you can't get your Christmas card, like that's going to make, that's going to change your your life, then, sorry, the world still carries on. And, uh, should we, should we, uh, should I give you some information about Brexit? Do you care about that kind of stuff? I mean, it's been dragging on. It's kind of like, it's just one of those, it's the, these things, it's just been dragging on and dragging on. But apparently, uh, uh, the European Brexit, the European Brexit minister, uh, Michelle Barnier, says we are very close to to achieving a deal. He's been saying that for the past two weeks, but he says we are extremely close to uh, getting a deal done. I've heard rumors that um, I don't know if this is true, and I don't know if this will happen. It probably won't happen on the British side, but. I've I've been hearing rumors that some European leaders are considering a a final extension of this transition period. So whether or not they can actually implement that without the British approving it on their side, it's going to be very interesting. I don't know if they can, but be very interesting because obviously the Europeans don't want to get a get a a, a deal that doesn't suit them. So that's why there's a lot of talks with high-profile European diplomats 
saying, you know, we think we should maybe extend this uh, transition period. I actually want to, um, I want to tell you a story. Do you sometimes, I, I asked this question to, to both you, Natasha, and Marius. And you, you can answer this question honestly. You don't have to, um, you don't have to uh, cover, cover, this, cover this answer up. But, you know, recently I've, I've been thinking about, um, I've been thinking about this, this girl that um, I, I was seeing uh, a few years ago in, in London. She was a very, very, an amazing girl. And, you know, the the time that we had together was really nice. It's just unfortunate that, you know, things ended for various reasons. But, you know, for some reason she's been, she's been popping up in my mind. And it's not like just for a few seconds. It's like sometimes I'll go like, almost the whole day just thinking about this person and thinking, you know, what if things were, you know, if things didn't end the way they did? But, you know, do you, sometimes do you think, you know, what 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 if your, your, your previous relationship didn't end the way that it did? Do you sometimes think like this? Or is it just me? Am I just like this hopeless romantic guy? It's been way too long for me. I mean, I've been with my husband for 13 years now. So any prior relationship is far, far removed from my memory. Um, I think maybe in the first year that uh, my husband and I dated, uh, you know, I did reflect back on my relationship with my ex um, because we started dating a few months after we broke up. But no, it's it's been way too long. I mean, my husband is has formed such a big part of my life for such a long time that it's I definitely don't have buyer's regret or, or think back to what if and what can. And I think you know the thing I like about you, your 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 relationship with your you know this this amazing relationship that you have with your with your husband, and I really do mean that, is that it's almost like it it's almost like I feel like you are setting an example for people. That's how good your relationship is. I don't. Maybe it's just me. Do you feel like that? Because I feel every time you you talk about your husband or anything there's, there's so much there's so much um passion but this but there's also so much um confidence you can talk about your husband in this in this way and i'm sure he does the same with you as well when he talks when he talks about you amongst his friends but i feel that's what you that's what that's like the kind of vibe i get from you do you feel like that i see my husband my husband's smiling here in the background. Thanks, Wade. That's a, a no. I really, way, I honestly way much more credit than I think we deserve. But no, you, yeah. you, you, you both deserve a hell of a lot of credit. I mean, I think honestly, I've, I, and I don't get this from, uh, from well, many people actually that have been in relationships, whether they are married or whether they aren't married, but they've been in a relationship for so long. I don't get this kind of vibe from most people but with you and your husband i mean i've never met your husband in in person but again you know every time you talk of your husband i just feel like you guys just have this 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 thing that it it's almost like people want to listen 
and be like, we want to be like that. We want to be like them. You give us way more credit than we deserve. But I mean, Marius, you and Annette have been together, what, you mentioned the other day, 25 years? You know, it's, it's, it's his reminder on the fridge. <laughs> I'm sure that's also on the fridge. Because Marius doesn't have Facebook. Because usually Facebook you, you reminds you. You guys want to get me into trouble again. So it is on the fridge. You see, because that's why, that's why Marius doesn't have Facebook. Because Facebook does that for you. It reminds you of people's birthdays and your wedding anniversary and all of that. Because Marius doesn't have Facebook. So yes, yeah, so that he gets reminded on the fridge. But it's, just, it's the same as like Marius and, and your wife, and Annette. I, honestly, I, I, I am truly... Uh, I'm inspired by the two of you because you do have this this relationship that it's it I almost feel like it's it's trouble free in regards to there's not a lot of fighting you don't fight a lot and I think that's very important for our relationship wouldn't you say certainly is wide yeah, I, I, I honestly, I, you, I mean, you, you hear these couples and they're either always fighting or they can't go, they can't go out go see friends because one, one is so paranoid and, uh, but with the, with the two of you, I, I just feel, I mean, I've met, I've met your wife uh, when we were coming when when we were setting up the studio, she came down to have a look and she's a very, she's a very nice, uh, a very nice uh, uh, lady. Very nice woman. I think you've 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 you both have a uh, uh, really nice uh, uh, partners, but I, I've been you know I've been thinking about this this girl, and you know the thing that attracted me to this girl was, you know, obviously brains is the most important thing for me. I, as I said last night, I can't date a girl, and the thing is, I think good looking girls know this. Good looking girls know they're good looking and. But they also not they also not clever, so but they know this, so they so they counter that with their looks. But I can't do I cannot date a good looking girl if she does if she's not clever. Because I need to have some kind of conversation with you. And I just she was very very uh, intellectual, very smart. I mean, some of the stuff we used to talk about was incredible. I'd stuff I thought I would never uh, think of having a, a conversation with with a girl, not not just with anyone, but with a girl. And she she understood, you know, she understood me, like she understood how my brain works. Because I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I'm a very complicated person. I mean, both you and Marius know me to a to a extent. You know how my brain works. You know what what makes me irritated. What what makes me laugh. But this girl just, you know, she just understood me from day one, and it was towards the it was towards the end of my of my time in the UK. Um, or it was leading up to to that. I think I still had an, an another year to go before. I came to to Amsterdam, but you know things ended very abruptly, and you know sometimes I just think 
is it worth even just, I mean, we both follow each other on, uh, on Instagram. Is it worth me just sending a message to her to say, ah, look, I'm sorry things ended this way? Or do you think I should just leave it? Because I'm starting to think about this girl. And she doesn't live in the UK anymore. She lives in Poland. But it doesn't matter. I'm just, do you think I should message this girl? Or do you think I should just leave it and not make a fool of myself? Just let it be. What could be the purpose of, of, of messaging her? Is it to kind of like end off the chapter properly or is it to pursue and rekindle? I don't It's something in the middle. You know, just, you know, be like, hey, you know, sorry. I'm sorry these, you know, I'm sorry things. I don't even know if I can say that in, in, in that sentence. You know, I'm sorry things, you know, had to end the way that it, that they did. Um, how, you know. That kind of stuff. I'm not like trying to rekindle anything. It's obviously, you know, she no, lives in if Poland. It's, if it's to close something off that you didn't, you know, do right the first time, or if you feel that there are, are things that remain unsaid, um, then if it's going to make you feel better, I say go for it. If it's without any expectations and it's just for you to kind of speak your piece, then I would say why not? Hmm. I don't know. I I I th I'm thinking of doing it, but I, you know, again, I d I don't even know if look, even if look, if she doesn't reply back to me, that's fine. At least I I've said what I had to say. And at least she could see, you know, okay. It's a bit late, but at least, you know, he's he's said what he's he said what he had to say. But uh it's just I recently I've just this girl's been on my mind and I just can't seem to get her out of my mind. So many Does things. Does she listen to the show? Because I'm just thinking, if she listens to the show, she'll obviously know that you can't get her off your mind. I would. I know. I, I, I don't think she does, and I, I, I wish she did listen to the show, but I don't think she does. Um, but uh, yeah, she was just a, a girl who. Um, obviously, we didn't start dating straight away. You know. She made me work. She made me work to, to, uh, to get her. But it was just, I was just attracted to her from the moment I saw her. Just she was very intellectual, very intelligent. Uh, she understood how, how I, how I work. You know how my brain functions. She could get down to my level. It was just. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. That's why I was asking, you know, if you, if either of you, and perhaps maybe, I'll even throw out the, I'll throw out the, 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 the gauntlet. I'll ask Natasha's husband if he still thinks about his previous ex sometimes. As Natasha looks at him with that stare. He says uh, very quickly, yes, he does. <laughs> oh, there's there you go. But yeah, it's it's interesting because it, yeah. And I think you know you know what um. You know what made this this relationship so so unique, was. 
she she was still she was still closed off if i can use a a, a better term for uh not sleeping with anyone so she was still you know under the under the curtains anyway i was cool with that i was like okay fine i'm not going to do anything i respect that i'm not going to I'm not going to uh, force myself or anything like that. When you when if if it happens great when you're ready. Because I've, you know, I think it's incredibly important for a girl to feel comfortable around you and not knowing that you know you you're just there for you're just there for the sex. So I let her, you know, and I think that's also what made this relationship really special was because she knew that I wasn't going to do anything like that. But you know, there were times where, you know, sometimes I would sleep, I would stay the night at her place or vice versa. And then it's like and then you know, when you when you're when you're in a relationship, you you know, you cuddle in bed and you you spoon and all of that. And sometimes, you know, it would get to a point where she would start, you know, spooning and kissing me and all of that and then I wouldn't do anything. I would, you know, and respect the the limits. But sometimes it would be a case where it's I'm getting like signals like but okay, are you are you telling me you you know that this is this is what you want or what? But still I didn't I didn't force myself onto that matter. And I think that's also what's Maybe that's also what what ended this 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 relationship very abruptly was, you know, after getting all of these these very strange mixed signals, and then you, you don't know what to do. You don't know whether you should you should you know say to her, look, are, are you ready, or are you telling me something, or what? Because I don't know. I don't want to go to a girl and say that to her. So I think that's also what what you know how why things ended very uh, abruptly was because I was just getting very confused and a little bit annoyed because you know I I'm respecting what I said and I'm res- you know I'm giving you all the t- all the space and all the freedom and you tell me when you are ready I'm not going to do anything like that I'm not going to do like Boris Johnson and force myself onto you and then bitch. yeah but wait you know what take take advice from this old married lady now these are things you have to be able to bring up uh, in a conversation and in a relationship if you are going to wait for your partner to come to you with certain things it might not ever happen sure in a relationship you have to be able to talk about sex you have to be able to talk about your and pleasure. we did have to be, so advice for the next relationship is don't wait for her to come to you is open your mouth and say you know is this something that you want um, and we, you have to be able to bring it up. It doesn't mean that you are less respectful of her boundaries, but if you if you guys can't talk about it, it's 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 gonna lead no, to nowhere. And we we did we 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 spoke about this often, and uh, you know she told me her reasons. And look, I'll give her a bit of respect. I'm not gonna say her reasons why, but she gave me her reasons, and of course I respected that. But you know, there's nothing worse than when you're in bed, and your 
cuddling and spooning and then you start getting these confused signals and you don't know what to do. You don't know if you should, you know, continue or if you should just, you know, roll over or, or what. So you ask, you ask, hmm. did you ask him that? You know, this is turning into Wade's therapy session. It oh, seems okay. I don't know if our listeners okay. want to listen to this, but the thing is in that moment, you need to ask. Nobody's a mind reader. You got to ask in that moment is what do you want me to do? What do you want us to do? What are you comfortable with? In that exact moment, you have to open your mouth and ask. Well, it's too late now. But anyway, I just, you know, I, I just thought I, I wanted to uh, open up a little bit about something that's been on my mind for, uh, you know, the past few days. And just trying to, I'm just thinking, should I at least, just at least, at least message her and just say, look, Sorry for, you know, how things ended, you know, um, and yeah, how are you and all of that boring stuff that you have to do, that you have you to follow what? up. You know what, type the message, go to sleep tonight, and then depending how you feel in the morning, you either send it or you delete it. But I would say write it, but then sleep on it, and then you make the decision tomorrow morning when you wake up. Hmm. That's a very good advice. Thank you. I think I might do that. You see, this is why you're my producer. You you know how you know how I how I you give me advice. You know how my brain works, and it's not easy being my producer because I'm, I, I it's, you have to understand me. And again, this is also why we we you know we we have this very good working relationship is because you understand me. I understand you. All right, uh, that's enough about Wade's uh, personal love life. <laughs> um, it's our last show of the year tomorrow. Are you excited? Have you got the booze ready? What are you going to bring? Bring out the champagne. Mm, what are you going to bring on the show tomorrow? What kind of liquid? Bring some champagne. Mm-hmm. Morris, are you going to bring, bring some of your special blend whiskey? I think I've just scared Marius with, with the story that I've been telling. He's like, I'm never, ever letting Chante leave the house ever again. He's going to be watching her from the window. See, I told you I scared Marius. He's actually giving Chantel, his daughter Chantel, a lecture now on don't date men like Wade. Because this is what's going to happen. Uh, I just wanted to to comment and saying yes. that's why I enjoy computer. Computer, yes. Yeah, I can program it, and it does what it, it what I wanted to do, and that's it. No Very philosophy, no emotion. It just does exactly <laughs> what the code says. Yeah, and 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 you don't get. Uh, uh, why are you staring at her? Is she better looking than me? Absolutely not. Mm. Well, tomorrow I'll bring I'll bring a I'll bring a a, a nice glass of whiskey with. Oh, very nice. Onto on the onto the call. No, I think it's a good I think it's a good uh, a good uh, a, a selection and choice. I don't know what Thomas is going to bring, yeah, but he's drunk most of the time anyway, so he's probably going to be drunk anyway on the show. But I think it's going to be a cool show. We're going to have a we're going to have a lot of fun before we recess. For two weeks, two weeks, 
Jesus. Can can our listeners survive without that without us without us for that long? Two weeks. All right. Uh, stay safe, everybody. There is such a thing as Corona. So stay safe. And uh, we'll chat tomorrow.